0: All right, here we go. Welcome to the One Thousand Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of One Thousand Hours Outside, and back for the third time. What an honor, SD Smith. Welcome.
1: Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Is it three? Have it's we done- three. This, this is the- this will probably be the most charming one because you know what they <laughs> yes. say about the yes. that cliche.
0: Yeah, I think so. So the first one uh, we talked about really your entrance into storytelling and it's such a beautiful episode people can go back and listen to the other ones like how do you become a storyteller and i would imagine that there are a lot of people that want to know that people say Mm -hmm. all the time i want to write a book i want to tell a good story and so a lot of that you related to your outdoor play as a child and having a lot of time to imagine so it's a fantastic episode and you Mm -hmm. are so gracious in that one because uh, my son Charlie and his friend Josh joined yeah. in on that podcast. Remember that? That's a wild. Oh, yeah,
1: great. That's the one I remember. I do. I, we do one since then. I mean, that's
0: yes, the we did one with your son, with Josiah. Oh, right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I'm to block Z. out anything
1: that diverts attention from me. So uh, <laughs> that's. I'm just really, I really just want to focus. Enough about them. Let's talk about me. Uh, <laughs> No, I remember, I love talking to your son, Josh. That was awesome. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And my son, too. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. on your
0: I yeah, know. And he came on and I thought that was such a cool thing because so often we're modeling to our kids. We don't even really know, but we are modeling to our kids. And, and there is that component that as adults, when we take these steps that feel really risky and it is really risky to put a book out into the world. Some people don't like it. They're going to make sure that they tell you about that. And all of these different things that we do, they tend to open up doors of opportunity for other people, including our kids. So that was an awesome episode. Two people can go back. What we're going to be talking about today is this new book that you have that is a new genre, diverted from the Green Ember series, and into something new, mooses with bazookas. And I got a sneak preview of the cover of this one quite a while back. And it was so cool. I just love how it turned out other stories children should never read. This is a really, a funny book. Like everything about it is funny. So if you've got a kid that just loves that, like it's a, it just twisted like this sense of humor where normally the, the reviews are just these, you know, glowing things. And these reviews say things like fantastic is not a word that comes to mind. You know, it's like that twist. And I think just kids and family for read aloud would just find this so humorous. So Sam, I, I want to read your bio. No, don't. But the one on the book says <laughs> award losing author of more than 10 books and less than 37 books. Usually I read the one on the book, and this really gives way to the book. So could you tell us just a little bit for people who haven't maybe listened to those other podcasts or might not know? Can you start us a little bit with the Green Ember series? What's that? Why'd you write it? And then let's pop into Mooses with Bazookas.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, you missed the best part—the the America's aftmost wordsmith. I mean, I think that's the—that's the, that's the uh, anytime you can get the, the word "aftmost" into your uh, cover back yeah. cover. Well,
0: back. really, and and I loved since I used to be a math teacher. I did love half man, half rabbit, half mathematician. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that acu- accurately <laughs> represents my math skills. I think pretty pretty well.
0: <laughs> but it really represents the tone of this new book. That is what the bio is. So I think really from a learning perspective as a parent or as a teacher you know when you're walking kids through books and one of the things you talk about is you know who's the author and you look at these different pieces of the book you can really hone in on all of these different elements you know they're always about the author there's always these endorsements and so I love that you made them all funny.
1: <laughs> uh, I I love that you're implying that those endorsements weren't real. I mean that those aren't real people uh, making those comments. But I mean, I'll I'll just I'll try to live with that. Um, but you asked me about Green Ember, and, and yeah, I, I think it's we we did we enjoyed talking about that before, and it was really I remember how much we talked about the, the outdoors, and that was really the only time I've done an interview like that, that where someone brought that out, and it was so germane. It was so it's I just realized even just in talking to you. And really, through your work, that how how um, integral, 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 the outdoors and my life living in a holler in West Virginia, basically, and playing in the woods a lot as a kid. How much that shaped my imagination and what the stories that followed. You know how, how they were formed. And really, the, the the Green Ember Adventures started out as stories that I told my kids, particularly my oldest two, Ann and Josiah, when they were really little. Particularly starting with Ann. And they were just about things that we were seeing. There, was, there were rabbits hopping around outside. So I started telling Anne a little story about a little an older sister rabbit and her younger brother. And they were kind of swashbuckling sort of stories, adventure, Robin Hood-ish sort of things. And they, they kind of grew over time, out loud stories. And they they eventually said, Daddy, you, you got to write this down. And it was really our little special little story together. I love it because it was rooted just in hospitality in love, in and love and generosity. And I think... Maybe we we want to aspire to that kind of thing, but it was so the first. Uh, it was just the first iteration of it was so rooted in that that I never I've never had to depart from that. It's it's been very natural. I've always thought, well, it's a story for my kids and. It's, it's just been a lot of love and a lot of honesty in it. It's been very organic. I wasn't really like studying the market or trying to be like a hit novelist. I pretty much assumed that, you know, that this was had no chance of resonating with anybody because it was so personal to us. So, I was really, really surprised when it sort of did and went on. And I'd just say the Green River stories are really sincere. If Mooses, and then we're, we're going to talk about that, but if Mooses is very silly, then I would say this is really sincere. And the Green Amber has funny moments in it. There are funny characters and funny scenes, and there's banter and that kind of a thing. Uh, but it's it's really sincere. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like an epic sort of moral quality, mm-hmm. sort of advantage, vintage adventure, sort of a, a a feel to it. And uh, a very it's very wholesome. It's very I don't know. Um, it's got I think the, the the reason that I think that it works for people, as I sort of examine the feedback I've gotten, is that the kids love it because it's an adventure and they just they may feel deeper themes but they they also just love like hey amazing archery shot that saved the day yeah. or someone swooping in and this is heroic self-sacrifice and they just love the adventure the battles and and the the personal sort of stakes but i think parents love this sort of this well of meaning beneath it that it's sort of written from a heart of um of of uh i don't know like the, the i think it's not a it's not a um preachy book by any means but it's very but it's very um uh it's 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 got a lot of weight to it it's got a lot of heft yeah. to it a lot of moral heft to it so it, i think at the end of the adventures you often we often hear feedback that the mom is is reading it and she's crying and the kids are jumping around like like they're so happy. So, there's sort of these two things going on at once. There's this sort of deep feeling and meaning. Yeah. And then there's this just like, hey, it's fun. It's adventure.
0: Yeah. And I think those are the greatest stories. Those are the ones that the themes reach all ages. So, you know, you're thinking about the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. The ones that you read as a family, you know, the hobbit and these Mm -hmm. ones that, Everyone gets something out of that yeah. touches the soul of everyone who hears from your you know, younger members of your family through the parents, through the grandparents would even love these ones. And so we have loved the Green Ember. I know we met um, years ago at a homeschool conference and we got your books there and you were so gracious. We got them actually before the conference even started. We were like in line and I don't even think everything was set up yet, but I think it was your daughter, maybe your niece that checked us out. And our kids walked around town. We were in Cincinnati. I have videos of them like walking, walking and reading, which that's the best. You know, I mean, they're walking <laughs> through the hotel. They're walking out and, you know, downtown Cincinnati. And they're just walking and reading with the books, uh, in front of them. And so just, it is a blessing as a parent to find good stories for your kids to read. And I know this is a whole series. Series are even better because then once one's over, you still have, more to go so can you tell people i know you're running a special deal right now for the whole lot of books which would be a great idea for christmas
1: yeah yeah that's crazy a lot of people are sort of have become familiar with the first maybe four of the green ember books the main books but there's there really there's 10 and i love that i I love that um that i don't know that that feeling of being able to sort of serve And, and and like you said one of our little taglines is that we're allies in imagination. And that's exactly how I feel like allies to parents. I don't feel like we're, sort of, I'm, I'm this amazing, uh, you know, incredible author who's so different and so in a remote, I feel like I'm a parent and I'm in the trenches and I want to bless my kids. And and so, like, I feel a lot of kinship with the readers and, and with you guys. And with like, I know this is your thing too. Like the, what you're doing, what you're sharing is like, you're modeling it, you're doing it. And you're just, and, and you have all these people who are kind of following your lead in that. So, I feel like we're, I want to be an ally to parents. That's that's definitely my, my heart, my prayer for sure and uh yeah the green ember books i i think that they are that i think that they're there i think that they can be a gift to families and and there are 10 books there's a main series of main four books and then there's a side series and a back series so there's 10 books and it's kind of this whole big world we think about something like the star wars universe or the marvel cinematic universe that sort of a thing a big universe that's that's what the green ember sort of lends itself to that and there are a bunch of stories so if your kids love the green ember um then they're going to find nine more books so far that are just going to scratch that itch and and they and and they they kind of tell a continuing story even the ones that aren't related in time are really related in theme and by sort of ancestry and stuff so it's a it is a world that's really connected and, and i think that's fun for kids
0: Mm-hmm. It is. You go into the rest of your life with that world inside of you. Yeah. You know, I think back to some of the books I read as a child and that world is always there. I mean, you know, we always joke around, you know, it's always winter and never Christmas. I mean, those things stick, those pictures in your mind. And especially when there's a series of books and there's these characters and this whole world that's imagined that that stays with you for your life. And it's a really beautiful thing. So what a great idea for a gift to get that 10 book sign set. before we happen to mooses with bazookas, I do want to say uh, we came and met you uh, in west virginia this summer on july 3rd i guess it would have been july 3rd and it was an absolute blast you have know, talked to some of my friends like the Lovells john and rebecca i know they're such huge fans and their boys are such huge fans and elsie uticello she's down in florida from farmhouse schoolhouse and her family they're such huge fans and when we talk as moms we talk about how what a wonderful thing it is in this day and age, you know, as much as we can berate screens and technology, it's like to know, to get a glimpse or to be able to rub shoulders with an author is such a cool thing. I mean, I think about my own childhood, authors were, you know, they're just on the shelf. Like there's, you're not ever going to rub shoulders with them or get to have a little bit of insight into their life. And I just want to say to those listening that you are so gracious with, you know, lines of kids and the kids draw the pictures and they send them in and you'll post those and it just like the real deal. And we came down and visited. The story is that very last minute. we Well, here's the story. We didn't get invited to do anything for Fourth of July, uh, <laughs> which is a lame thing to say, because we probably should have just made plans and invited other people to do stuff. But i don't know sometimes you're in that stage of life where you're like someone should just invite me and nobody invited and so we had nothing to do we were trying to figure it out because it's like a busy day and anyway we came whitewater rafting down the new river that's a great thing to do on fourth of july because you're just in your little boat and our youngest is finally old enough and we did the trip that she could do and so i think i texted or called it it was like the day before and i was like hey we're coming (laughs) And you had our whole family, your wife, I mean, in your family, they were all there and they cooked and you had us all, there's seven of us for dinner. And then we went on a hike and we sang the West Virginia song, which is the country roads. Just, I mean, a thrill of my life. I mean, what a thing, Sam, it was so meaningful and so gracious of you. So I just want to throw that out there that what a cool thing if your kids fall in love with these green ember books like our kids did, you have the opportunity to meet you at a conference or just even online to hear you speak and to really connect with the author. And I think that's a very special thing.
1: Well, I love that. That was so fun. I'm so glad you did that. It was like you practice what you preach. Uh, You know, you're so... uh, up for adventures, and uh, that was so cool. You were just like, "Yeah, we're coming down there." I was like, "What do you mean? When are you coming down? Like in a uh, six weeks or in a, no, tomorrow or whatever it was?" <laughs> and like, no, are you we're free? Going, we're gonna raft, <laughs> and I was that was just so cool. I love that, and and we had such a great time with you guys. We were very happy. Gina loved it because Gina's been a fan of yours for a long time. I remember the first time the uh, printout appeared on our fridge, and I saw it uh, like at a few people's houses, and I was like, "What is that? I keep seeing that." with it's colored in and like what are what is this kind of a it looks like some kind of an egyptian hieroglyphic <laughs> or something i was like what's what are we doing here so they explained it and anyway it was just so cool to to meet you all of you guys your kids are great very talented and easy to talk to like very poised people i love that they have a lot of confidence and physical confidence and uh, relational confidence. And I I just, I love that they're, they're up for it, you guys are, all, you guys are modeling and your husband was so cool to meet him for the first time. He's such a cool guy. And uh, it's, you know, you imagine like, how can a family like that? Like, how can you do all the things you do and like leading this kind of thing? It's like, a, it's a different gifting than what we have. I think in a lot of ways, there's certainly similarities, but then, you know, meeting the family, I'm like, Oh yeah, they can, they can do this. They can do it. Cause they're built, they're like, they are, Leading the way with this like a- adventurous, energetic, sort of optimistic kind of approach, and it was I don't know it was it was inspiring for us, and and we loved it, and we want to do it again, and we love that you guys liked our place, you know our our little Aww. our little part of the world, you know West Virginia means a lot to us, and so uh, yeah, it was so, it was so awesome to welcome you here.
0: Yeah, it was really a gift, and so what a neat thing that kids can connect with you through social media or through these other things, and and I think this is just one other sidebar that you know, you changed your career and people should listen back to that first episode that we talked about it. I mean, you had a, a whole path here that was winding and there's a big risk. It's like you change your whole career and all of these things. You know, I, I hopped on a podcast earlier this evening with another lady and she was interviewing, she said she was so nervous. And I was like, well, when I, I'm nervous too. Like when I hop on, I'm always nervous. And sometimes conversations can be tricky, not You know you just you don't want to like stumble over your words or talk over the other person it's a silly thing to say that it feels a little scary but it does and when you do these things you just don't know how your life is going to be enhanced or the paths that you're going to cross people that you're going to meet so i always want to encourage people and i think your story really exemplifies that, that you made this career pivot and what you've done is you've opened up the door for all these other people to have careers and for kids to have these beautiful stories woven into their childhood. So, okay, so this takes us to a different type of a story. (laughs) So we're talking about the sincere and these epic stories and these worlds and you have pivoted with this one, just a very fun one to bring joy to the family tell us when did this idea birth
1: oh man it's so funny uh so i was doing kind of a little book tour i I don't remember what year it was but i was with my brother josiah we always travel together and i think it was just the two of us at that time and we we were in south carolina and this friend um his name's eric he had sort of come i think we'd done one event we were going to another one and we were i think having lunch or something and he's like so uh you still doing this rabbits with swords thing? I was, <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing the rabbits with swords thing. And uh, he's like, why don't you mix it up? Why don't you do something else? Like, I don't know, like mooses with bazookas or something different, you know? And I thought that was so funny and interesting to me. I was like, mooses with bazookas? I just it, it tickled me. So that night when I got home, I... Just started writing it. I just started writing this with bazookas because I thought it was. I just thought it was hilarious. I have this little bit, you know. Maybe I don't know if you can relate, but like I have a lot of brothers and. Sort of when someone makes fun, makes a little bit of fun of me or pokes at me a little bit, like it, it's a little bit of my love language. I enjoy that quite a bit. I think you know, it's you, you maybe you know how it is. You're sometimes you're at an event or something and you're just like a big deal, and people are waiting to get. So anything you know, I'm a little West Virginia boy. So anything that sort of like brings me down again, like a little bit, and just kind of pokes the air a little bit and just makes it okay i i for me that relaxes me (laughs) a lot Mm -hmm. and i like it i like it when people make jokes or you know whatever they'll make a bald joke or something like that because i'm i'm um i'm follicularly challenged but um they uh so so he was kind of busted on me a little bit it just tickled me and i went home and started writing it so that was just sat there for a little while it was just kind of okay that's that's something there it's just a little goofy sort of story and uh it just sat there and then then there was And I always kind of, I like little funny things. I write little funny poems or this or that. And uh, then there was a, somebody asked me, I think it was Redeemed Reader asked me to do, they were doing a desert island theme and they said, could you write a, some kind of introduction or something that was, that was like, it was from a desert island or something related to that. And first I was like, oh, I can't, I can't come. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And, and And I wrote like a letter from this guy, Wally Warmbottom. And that was... That was some of the first things. So I had, and so the different stories came along at different times that are included in this. but the 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 theme kind of came together as being uh, or the conceit of it is that there is a character who's stranded on an island named Wally Warmbottom, and he is again, with this sort of love of of taking uh, taking um, sophisticated uh, self-important people down a peg he's an author and he just can't stop talking about what an author is and how he's authored all these books. And he's so important and such a big deal. And he's very self-important. So I love it's sort of a, he uh, sends these notes to me in a jug and then he also finds these manuscripts including Mrs. with bazookas and he shares them with me and he warns you know don't let it these and don't let this anywhere near kids because it's very bad you know so that's sort of the thread of the whole thing is you get these letters Mm -hmm. and uh that that was sort of the beginning of it but it became this project that i really loved and i got really excited about because it again i don't know if you feel this but it, it sort of took the pressure off me a little bit i i like um I like the high stakes of the Green Ember and the Jack Zulu books, and that, that's exciting to me. I love that. I don't, I don't want to ever stop doing that. But this was just so—it just was an opportunity just to be silly and to and oh. to think about. I I've often told my kids or my kids, my nephews and nieces, like st- stories just to make them laugh. Like there's a character in the Green Ember called Doctor Zeiger who just talks really funny, and the, I told Doctor Zeiger stories a lot just to just to bust kids up or to relax. Actually, I can remember a time after um, some really like tragic things happened in our ex- sort of family with a really traumatic injury. And I remember I was with the, me and Gina were with the kids, all the kids. And um, I just, that night I was like, I don't know what to do. So I was telling them stories and it was, and they just needed to relax at that time. And so I was telling them these funny stories, to just kind of help them to relax. And I think that's sort of the heart behind it is just it, the world is crazy. It's tough. It's very serious. And I take things very seriously, but even in wartime, people tell jokes, and even in wartime, people notice things that are funny. The world is kind of a funny place, in a way, and I just, mm-hmm. I just want to be awake to that. I don't want to make this more serious than it is, but it's, it's. I think there is a place for humor, mm-hmm. and and I think it can be hospitable to kids. To share that humor with them and help them to laugh, and in in kind of a safe way, I I joke that it's you know it's this dangerous thing that kids shouldn't read, but it's pretty it's pretty tame and a lot (laughs) morally anyway, and so it's a safe place to it's a safe playground to act goofy in, and uh, and Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy playing in it.
0: Hmm. Okay, so, and it's enjoyable for a parent too. I mean, you have to put that out there, right? It's like, okay, it's like sometimes you read the same books or you're, you know, whatever your kids, a lot of times, like our kids would like to read the same book every night or, you know, a little kid's book or something. But to have something that diverts from that is actually also entertaining to the parent. And there is there is such a place in our world for laughing and for joy. I think it releases stress and all of the different things. Like, you know, if we were to go into the scientific part of it, I've read things that say like, you know, if you're in fight or flight, I mean, this is laughter signifies to your body that you're safe. And Mm. so there is a lot there. I love to give gifts year round. It's honestly one of my favorite things to do for the holiday season, which, of course, is a time of gift giving. I'd like to recommend my listeners get a gift for themselves, too. Gifts don't always have to be extravagant, sometimes they just need to make your life easier. For example, I gave myself the gift of a better, more convenient laundry experience by making the switch to Earth Breeze. Think about how you usually do laundry. You have to work out how much detergent to pour and work out your arms, pouring from a heavy plastic jug, only to get goo all over the place. Have you ever not gotten it on your hands or the side of the bottle or the washing machine? Meanwhile, Earth Breeze Eco Sheets look like nothing I've ever seen in the detergent aisle. They are little sheets that you just toss in your laundry and watch them magically dissolve in all wash cycles, hot or cold. If you never want to put detergent on your grocery list again, they offer a flexible subscription that you can adjust, pause, or cancel at any time with no hidden fees or penalties. It ships for free every time. Right now, my listeners can get started with Earth Breeze and save. Go to earthbreeze.com slash 1000 hours. That's earthbreeze.com slash 1000 hours for 40% off your subscription. Earthbreeze.com slash 1000 hours. Okay, so then you got this idea, right? You got the Wally warm bottom mixes with Eric's mooses with bazookas. And you got this thing. At what point did you decide? Or was it from the very beginning that you're like, I'm going to make the entire thing from front cover to back cover, including this sponsored content in the middle. Like at what point did you make that decision?
1: It it built one upon the other. You know, there's first of all, the, the rainforest empire thing sort of appeared in the book. There's a, there's a part in, in, in the story of this is the bazookas where I was sort of, it's just silly. I mean, one of the things he says is, you know, he has like a little aside every time it's kind of his memoirs, this bury the moose. And he says, um, he's he's talking about the battle or the flight or the fight or whatever. And he'll stop and say, okay, we'll get back to that in a minute. But have you thought about whether or not you have uh, enough pita chips on hand in case the Hollywood celebrity stops by and is hungry or something? You know, he'll have these little asides. And so he had this mm-hmm. little aside about the Rainforest Empire and like how you uh, kind of, uh, you know, have you considered not shopping at your local place and instead supporting this massive, you know, multinational corporation, that's sort of a, uh, and it was a little tongue in cheek. But then I thought, like, that'd be kind of funny to actually have that website yeah. and for people to when they when they go that they could actually go there. So then I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I thought, well, what would be on that website? So that that sort of gave birth to the sponsored content where there's these all these books that Wally and others have written, and so it just sort of built one on the other. And and I, I had a sense of like, I don't want to take it too far because you can just make a joke out of. So it needed to have some kind of like serious ish sort of structure. But I wanted to put little. There's a lot of little funny things, and like you said, it is not just for kids because there are some some things that I think a a parent would be like, uh, you know, kids aren't really tuned into the you know Amazon or versus small business or anything like that. They don't care about that, but a parent reading that would be would would giggle a little bit because there's this this little poke poking, especially if you run a business, you know, you, you probably understand that better. Uh, but it's it's uh, there's a lot of little things like that. I didn't want to overdo it, but I like those. I like fake bios. Again, that was an opportunity to kind of make fun of um It's a little bit silly. You know, some of the yeah. I love being an author. It's so fun. But sometimes, you know, I don't know if you feel this way, but you, sometimes you kind of look around and you're like, why are people why? This is funny. It's weird. It's weird that there's a bunch of people waiting to get to to meet me this hillbilly mm-hmm. dad from west virginia and to get me to write on their book you know like yeah. it's such a i'm just you know it's just and i don't mean, i don't mean that as like false humility or anything it's just it's a little bit goofy so to be able to sort of make fun of the like in the blurbs i do that too we I do blurbs and the i get people say nice thing you've said nice things about my stuff and i'll put it on things i totally do that but it was fun to kind of make fun of the whole the process and to make fun of me as like a, oh i'm a big deal author kind of a thing i i just so that some of that energy was just like was was uh i don't know to to uh to lampoon even what i do what i do felt mm-hmm. good to me it was felt it felt mm-hmm. fun and relaxing
0: hmm and yeah so this i mean it just there's many steps here like you talk start with these two things and then i want to read one because i this is one of my favorites because it, it does it does <laughs> I guess too, as an author, but as anyone who does anything now in the public sphere, I mean, people, people rate you, people say all sorts of things. So this is, and it's sponsored content, which I just think also that's our world too. It's like, you can't go anywhere without there being sponsored content. So this is actually in the book. And I think that's so funny. So the, one of the first ones in here is a sponsored content and they're all so funny, but this one is for the book by Wally Warmbottom, how to be safe, no matter what always an expert's guidebook and so then the reviews are you know five stars so safe i almost died and then the ones the one star says (laughs) which i just think this is actually what happens in the world the one star says i (laughs) i ordered a pizza cutter and got this instead immediately cut my finger on it I mean, that is like what people, you would be an author yeah. and you're like, it's, it really matters like what reviews you get. And then someone will be like, mine came and it was wet and it would, well, that's not the author's fault. <laughs> right, they're going right, to give right. you a one star, right? And it's just yeah. so funny. This, one of the other ones is the expert's guide to expert guides <laughs> and expert's guide. I mean, it keeps going So also by Wally Warmbottom and it says, <laughs> This book gave me asthma. I mean, it just, it's just—it's so all over the place. It's unexpected humor, and I think that, I guess that it really is what humor is—is is you're not expecting that. But like I said, it's fun for the parents too. In this rainforest, which I'm sure you did on purpose, but this rainforest—it em- looks like the Amazon thing. <laughs> just what? No, we, we, that's not true. I don't know <laughs> what you're
1: talking about.
0: <laughs> so what a great thing! Okay, so this just came out in November.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a few weeks. Well, you know, honestly, the the actual released official release day, like at Amazon uh, is was November the 27th. So it, it's literally oh, two just days. We did a sale at our store. I think that's was, right. We try to sort of like get people to our store as much as possible, because that's a place where you can get signed copies, that kind of thing, yeah. especially when something comes out. So that, that's so it's been out for a few weeks. People have been getting it. We're getting a little bit of feedback, but it's it's just now going uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it's very new. So people need to go and leave like actual good reviews and not ones that say, "I ordered a pizza cutter, I oh got this book," and said because it actually matters. So I was going to ask, have you started to get feedback yet, or is it still too new?
1: We have, yeah, a, a little bit. It's it is pretty new, but starting to get some feedback. Like you said, it would be great to have more reviews on Amazon because that does help. And those have been really great so far. Mm-hmm. The best thing that I've gotten so far, and it's funny because I think it's the thing you just read but there was a i saw a video from a reader who the kid was just taking it to their mom and trying to show it to them and read it to them and was just laughing so hard <laughs> and that, that to me that's like that's what i want to see is like just kids laughing and i've heard lots of reports of that but i love seeing the video of a kid just just like keeling over barely able to sort of get the words out that is that is my favorite So
0: no it. I mean that's what I was doing I mean you can't even so just what you're not expecting and I absolutely adore it so okay um and then you have an amazing illustrator
1: mm, Joe yeah. he's great yeah have you worked with him before No, I haven't. He is fantastic, though. I think my friend Joe Sutphin worked with him on Watership Down, a graphic novel that he did. And uh, I think Joe Hawks was the colorist for it. And Joe Hawks is just, he is, I mean, you can just look at the book and see like he's really talented and he kind of got the heart of it. He was, But man, what a guy. He is such a great guy. I love being. I've worked with the most amazing illustrators, like Zach Franz, and illustrated my my Green Ember books. And he is like a genius. He's brilliant. Actually, he'd be great. He would be wonderful uh, guest. He's just. He is so wise and gentle, and just really, really, really insightful. Um, you would love him, actually. You would totally yeah. love him. But um, he and so Joe was a new friend to meet and, and for this project. And he has been so easy to work with. He he got the spirit of it. He's also like a very serious kind of a guy. He's very devout Christian. And we sort of jived on that. But then like to, to together do this project that was very whimsical and funny was yeah. I think he just got it. And he was he was super flexible. And I don't know. He I think he's brilliant. Uh, right, draws really charming uh, characters and and uh I don't know I, I, I he was he's been up for everything he even did a filmed a little promo video that's really goofy uh, of him and and uh also he's a just a good looking fella got a great <laughs> little family uh, up there in Iowa he's an Iowa farm boy like just like Captain Kirk and uh he's got piercing blue eyes and an incredible artist so I mean there's he's just checking all the boxes for mm-hmm. for people Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I mean, what a cool thing. I I definitely had some favorite illustrations in here, but the characters, I mean, and I'm going to turn this around so that you can see it, but like the teeth, I mean, for a black and white uh, illustrations in here, wow, does he capture the mood and the facial expressions. I mean, these are phenomenal. I don't know if I've ever seen anything so good in a black and white I mean, just the way it's shaded. So, I think kids would just absolutely love... I mean, wow, are these phenomenal. And what a neat thing to meet someone new and to do a project with somebody new.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. And he has that same approach. I think there's just a lot of love in his heart for the audience. And he's got young kids, too. And so, he just... He, that's his love language. That's his sort of native mm-hmm. tongue, too. So, we just really job on that r- real quick. And, and uh, yeah, I, I love... I would, I would love to work with him again. I hope... I hope this one gets re- is received well enough to where we have an easy excuse to do it again, um, because I really want to do to do more in, in, in this. Point.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a cool thing. OK, so there was something at the beginning that I wanted to ask about where you said this book is dedicated to a funny gang of guys. And you talk about this time when you were driving your car in 1985 and it would only go in reverse.
1: This is a true story. <laughs> true story yeah not much in this book is true but that one is true and it it was it was the book the 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 vehicle was a 1985 ford ltd i don't know what year it was but i think it was more of the late 90s um yeah that would make uh, sense because you probably weren't uh, driving in 1985 i was seven but uh (laughs) we were we were pretty far back in the woods but uh well i didn't i wasn't driving yet but uh no yeah that was uh that that ford ltd would at some point, I paid $500 for it. So you would think it would be really great top condition. Um, (laughs) I can't imagine what you could get for $500 now, maybe like a a scooter or something. But Mm -hmm. yeah, at some point it stopped going forward and it would only go in reverse. And so uh, this is a very, I had mixed feelings about putting that in there because I thought I don't want to encourage kids to do dumb things, but we did. I would would drive it (laughs) like backwards on the right side of the road. Like to um, basketball practice with with my friends who, the people I've mentioned in there were just a great a great group of friends in college and they are all such funny guys. So that, I think it was a real natural thing to to dedicate this book to those guys because they're just I had so much joy and have had so much joy with those guys. They're just been a, they were real a very funny group of people, uh, <laughs> and that was yeah one of the. And things. you
0: drove backwards. Do you think that puts you in the running to be like a stuntman?
1: well my dad did always dad's always like you know you want to be able to go backwards he was always you know back into spot parking spots and very much uh, that was an important thing so i don't know i I would say that the the fair assessment of that would be absolutely not i'm not (laughs) qualified for that but I i have a pretty pretty safe driving record other you know other than occasionally driving backwards on the
0: wrong I mean, I do not think I could drive backwards down a road to save my life. So I was actually pretty impressed by that. That's, are, do you still keep <laughs> up with these guys at all? Like, do you still know where they're at? And are they going to see this dedicated yeah, to, they, them?
1: Well, to them? I sent it to to each of them and they've all responded. And they, yeah, they're very, very dear friends that, uh, that I do keep up with. Some more than others, but they're all very close and, and, and uh, precious to me, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. For
0: Looking for memorable last minute gifts? try Good Ranchers, your place for standout gifts this holiday season. While others will be re-gifting mugs and candles they got earlier this year, you'll be bestowing juicy burgers, crispy bacon, tender chicken, and phenomenal steak upon your secret Santas. Plus, Good Ranchers gift box are 15% off and as low as $99 until Christmas. Give a staking stuffer they'll cherish with a gift card to America's Best Meat, or give a gift that keeps on grilling with a monthly subscription When you gift with Good Ranchers, you're making meals easy, supporting hundreds of American farms, and keeping generations of flavor alive. Most of all, you're giving a gift that is truly delicious, that you can be proud to stand behind. Save an extra 15% on every order with my code 1000HOURS and get free shipping plus a 100% satisfaction guarantee. No stress, no risk, just America's best meat delivered. Head to GoodRanchers.com to find all your gifts this year. Use my code 1000HOURS. To save a bonus 15% today during their last minute gifting sale, GoodRanchers.com, American Meat Delivered. So I think what this book shows kids, especially if they've read the green number, but even if they haven't, what the book shows kids is that you can do a lot with your life. The door is wide open to try different things and to give it a go, to give it a shot. You talk about joy. You say, if you happen to find yourself laughing, then try to enjoy it. I'm not sure where I found this. Maybe I found it on the
1: website. That's in the uh, that's in my little note. Uh, I think at the very beginning, it's on at the page, very beginner uh, uh, page nine. A word of warning from award losing author, S.D. Smith. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. And your amazing your amazing picture here, uh, yeah. drawn very well with the jug of letters. Then try to enjoy it. There will be a lots of pain and sadness in life, and we can't should shouldn't avoid it all the time. To get to the other side of something, you usually have to go through it. And I talked to this pastor recently named Brian Tome, who said something really deep that I'd not ever heard anyone say, but I hear it echoed in this. He said, he (laughs) said something like, your worst days lie ahead of you. Mm. And I was a little thrown off by that because I don't think anyone else talks like that. I think everyone says your best days are ahead. Mm. And he said, well, I mean, sure. Like, yes, that may be true as well. But he also said, you've got some bad ones coming. Mm. And his point was that if you're in a spot where you're not there. Like things are okay right now. He was like, live it up. Mm. Add a lot of life to your life. Add a lot of laughter. Add a lot of joy because that may help get you through some of these harder days that are ahead. And I just thought it was, I'd never thought about before. And then I saw it in your book, kind of it's echoed the same thing. Find yourself laughing, then try to enjoy it. And I just love that that's the message of this book, both for parents and for kids, because I think we need that reminder. Mm. Would you agree?
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, and and for, for me, uh, laughter and humor is definitely a big part of my life. But also, I you know, I'm a person who feels things pretty heavily and I can, you know, like anxiety, depression, that sort of thing can be very insistent in my life. And, and it's been yeah. a big part of my story, I'll say, just to be honest. And so, so yeah, the, the importance of, I mean, it's funny, you just, what you just said reminds me of my favorite book in the Bible, is Ecclesiastes. And I think it's just such wisdom for life. And a lot of people say, oh, it's a pessimistic view of the world. And it's, I think it's a realistic view of the world. And, and what he does so often, the author who calls himself Koheleth, he says over and over again, I commend joy. I commend joy. He says it again and again. Enjoy, and he says enjoy your the, your wife, of your youth, your work. You know, he's and it's a very it's really a call to joy in many ways. But it, it's got all these realistic sort of encounters. Like it says, it's better to go to the house of mourning than the house of feasting. There's so much that we can learn. You know, in a funeral that you just can't. And, and we are like he said, we are going to have them, and we're going to have them for ourselves. <laughs> and every right. kid that reads a book is going to have a, a death scene, and and so you, that's true. The tough. A lot of tough stuff ahead, and and he even and in that book, he talks about, you know, enjoying life before you know, all these metaphors for old age, before the grinders cease, before the golden bowl is broken, and, you know, that he says a lot of these metaphors. But my favorite part is in is in chapter 11, because he says that. He says, the Light is sweet, and it pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years a, a man may live, let him enjoy them all. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. So, banish anxiety from your heart but youth and youth and vigor are fleeting he says meaningless or fleeting it's fleeting I mean, these things is youth is fleeting you know and he says that's when he goes into the remember your creator while you're young and um it, however many years you, you're gonna have tough times so right. when you have light and youth and you know a, a joke you know yeah enjoy it drink it down because because like I said there 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 is suffering there that's just a reality of life in a fallen world and so so i'm a big i am a big big believer in that carpe diem sort of idea that we've got to seize today and i need to hear that because i'm I, I don't actually need, you know, a lot of people need to be sobered up by like very intense, dark or like weighty sort of something. Maybe someone who's just a frivolous, flighty kind of airheaded person who doesn't take anything seriously, doesn't care, is arrogant and going through life. Maybe they need to read something that's really arresting and like, oh, sobers them up to life. Oh, I got to be responsible. I've always been very responsible very very like that's like your default (laughs) yeah yeah i'm already like so if somebody wants to share something that's like really depressed i'm like i'm already there dude it's fine like i don't need heaviness and darkness and so so yeah to have a little bit of an anecdote antidote to that is really valuable and and i think it's there's a beautiful place for one of my favorite philosophers is peter kraft i think he's brilliant and he he talks about he says you know that Humor is the most like he has this whole thing about like humor being the most serious thing in the world, and he's like sure about most things. You can you, you can't have anything. You, you got to be really serious, but things like religion and life and marriage, you got to have a sense of humor about this. <laughs> and he's a very devout religious Christian man. But he he said hey, one of my favorite quotes from him. He says, "Don't be more serious than God. God invented dog farts." So I'm just like, that's, you know, the the world is funny. Like Mm -hmm. there are, and that's not something we came up with. It's not just our observations, even though there's probably a lesson there. And there's irreverence and there's ugliness and there's coarseness. That's all perversions of a good thing but, the, but the, you know a dog is gonna pass gas and we're gonna laugh like that's that's great you know that's I
0: just get annoyed <laughs> I think my kids laugh and I'm like oh my gosh this dog
1: <laughs> It's easy for me to say we don't have a dog in the house so I, I, I'm seeing it from a distance but but there is certainly a place there, there, mm-hmm. the tough times are going to be all around and and so so taking a hold of a moment to to laugh. To uh, smile is I think can be received as a really uh, a pious gift in in my Mm -hmm. opinion yeah
0: and I think what you do so wonderfully is you marry the two and so you know in the Green Ember series and in Jack Zulu it's like you know you're marrying this sense of adventure these stories with underlying themes and it gives families a chance to have those discussions and in this one because you started off with that part where you're you you know you're talking about that the word of warning from award losing author <laughs> even yeah i mean i cannot even tell you i have an interview tomorrow everybody's book says best-selling author sometimes i'm like how can everyone be a best-selling author <laughs> this one says i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna put it up here but I mean it literally says it's like circled on the top number one national best-selling author i feel like every book i get has it on the cover just about and yours says award losing author but you give an opportunity for you know some books you get they're just a funny kids book and truth be told i actually haven't come across anything quite like this where i'm like i would actually want to read this with my kids that's a funny book that kids like and i would enjoy too so i think it's unique in that sense but because you have that bit in there, it opens a door for conversations like this one where you talk to your mm-hmm. kids about, hey, you know, it's good to laugh. And I do think that in our society, some of the things I've heard, Sam, is that, especially from like college professors and maybe high school teachers, is that kids are actually struggling to let go. That yeah. maybe parents are starting to realize, okay, we focus too much on these academics, and I've read several books like this. And they so they go to the kid and they say, look, let it go. You know, you don't have to get all A's. The pressure mm. is not there coming from us, but then the pressure is coming internally. Mm. And the kid can't really let it go. Mm. And so I think a book like this facilitates conversations about that not everything has to be serious and, you know, we don't have to have so much anxiety about our day to day that we can really gift ourselves humor and lightness and you know a, a break from preparation for the future
1: mm, yeah I, I i feel that and I, you you talk about reading something together as a family like that's always been even even if i speak somewhere a lot of times people are like you know are you speaking to adults or are you speaking to kids and i'm always like i don't know what all of them like it's all yeah. it's almost always almost always when i'm speaking i'm Comfortable speaking to a group of pretty fairly young kids to fairly old adults. Like, Mm -hmm. and all my books are like that. They're all intended to be able to be enjoyed together. Like, I I don't, I mean, I kind of think like a story that I like and my 11 year old daughter would like. And that's sort of always been the case that all the Green River books are like that. If you're five years old, six years old, you know, read aloud probably going to enjoy it like uh, with your family and probably their parents are going to enjoy it too so this book definitely yeah it's i like things that bring people together a shared adventure even if it's a silly even a shared joke you know what do we do in our in families what's what's natural to our languages we'll just make one little quip we'll say like oh Remember down by the river or something? We all laughed because we all had a joke about that kind of a thing, or mm-hmm. you know. And it's these these shared memories, and in a very serious book like The Green Ember, like you, it's you actually, you know, you f- sort of physically go on this adventure together, mm-hmm. and uh, you really sort of it's a real experience, a real shared peril, real shared. event. And something like this, it's a shared joke, and you know, it can kind of come become, become part of your uh, you know family lexicon, and and uh, yeah, I, I definitely the the, the The anxiety of performance, of perfection, and the ways that maybe social media sort of highlight that, there's a danger of overcorrecting to that to like checking out entirely. And your whole thing is like, don't check out, you know, get go out and engage and live. And, you know, it's very optimistic and positive, I think. And I I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say, hey, just check out. And it's not just, I, I don't actually want to do cynical Like scornful sort of laughter, as in like um, like everything is dumb and we just have to make fun of everything. That's not really it um, Mm -hmm. for me either. Um, But yeah, I I think there's such a such a powerful need for um, just like good, wholehearted laughter. And Mm -hmm. and a lot of this is rooted in wordplay too. So it's kind of like just like if you enjoy words and you like sort of your bookish and that kind of thing, you'll enjoy some of the Mm -hmm. ins and outs of language that are Mm -hmm. (laughs) goofed up there.
0: Yeah, and we may have talked about this a little bit. Greta Eskridge wrote a book called Adventuring Together. It's a, a favorite of mine. And she talks in there about, and I, and I think this is a really important point, you know, that we're all at different points in our lives and different situations. And she talks about how her mom couldn't go on all of these outdoor adventures for physical reasons. And there's a lot of people, I think, that find themselves in different situations, financially, where you're living at the moment, your parenting situation, and we have these limitations. And she said they have ventured together in stories. Mm. And I just thought that was such a beautiful thing. That's a really beautiful gift. And an answer for a lot of people that say, you know, at this point in my life, I'm not going to be able to X, Y, and Z. But what I can do is I can grab a book like this with these fun characters and we can come together and have those inside jokes or those moments as a family through the characters of this book, through Wally Warmbottom, through these pictures, through them, you know, through, I mean, look at this one. This is, I mean, this is phenomenal. <laughs> and everyone comes together <laughs> over these characters and the captain and the parrots and all these different things and the different names. It's a whole new world and it's just a gift for family. So, Sam, well done. Well done. Thank
1: you. That's such a gift. I mean, to, to have, you know, and maybe a lot of parents feel like those options are shrinking of what they feel like they can enjoy together yeah that like oh this thing used to be sort of family and now i don't know if it's okay or i don't know if we're like i I feel a lot of us maybe feel like i don't even know where to turn so to do something that I feel really confident is a gift, and is I don't want to say safe, but I want just want to say like appropriate or like good, like wholesome, yeah. and to be able to share things like that, I feel like that's there's a need there, and there's a weak yeah. line in the army, and I want to like rush in there and be those be an ally to yeah. parents and people are hungry for those shared experiences. I want my stories to be a place where they can turn and feel blessed and and be served, and yeah. uh, that's 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 certainly my heart. So yeah. yeah. I, great
0: so mooses with bazookas and other stories children should never read fantastic from front cover to back the whole thing <laughs> is funny and unexpectedly funny and you're just twists and turns all the way through and then there's this rainforest empire.com which is also really funny you got some q a's there like will this cure my hiccups i mean it's just like you're not expecting it right and people can check that out there's it's just an interesting website is there a with bazookas essential oil i mean <laughs> that's great that's stuff important. and that's i wanted important. to tell you okay i happened to see just recently because you were so fun you always send out some fun things with these books so you send out like the bazooka gum that's got the comics in it and i just recently saw bazooka i saw i'm gonna i gotta find it and send it to you. we were out of town so i didn't get it but a bazooka it was pop It was in a glass bottle, like a Faygo. I mean, that may be a Michigan thing. I don't even know. But it was a glass bottle of pop that was bazooka flavored. It was pink.
1: Really? Yeah. Isn't that cool? I love it.
0: I love it. Well, yeah. Thank you, Sam. This is just a great, um, it's a great gift for the, under the tree, for the stocking, for anyone, you know, any kid, you know, same with the Green Ember series. What a gift to give, a gift of imagination, to give a story, to give a story that will stick with a child for the rest of their life it's the perfect time to dive in and send it out so we always end our show with a favorite outdoor memory from your childhood but we already did that and so then i get stuck i don't even know how to end
1: (laughs) well i don't you think like jenny it's such a you know, we love our kids, you know, and, and you think about kids out in the world. and You talked about like kids struggling with sort of anxiety or struggling with feeling a heavy depression. Like, isn't it, and I know you do this and you work so many kids have this direct or knock on benefit from your work. That, that And that, to me, isn't that rewarding to like, yes. to think about just if there's one kid that's sad, and lonely, like if you have, if there's a kid, so I know probably right now. There's a kid somewhere in the world that's reading this book and laughing, and it's like their blood pressure is dropping, or is that bad? I don't know. Their stress is dropping. They're smiling. Their face is relaxing because and they're feeling at ease and they're enjoying a moment. Like, wow! If that, I mean, that happens once, that's killer. That's awesome. Like, my life is valuable, you know, because I'm contributing to that. And so that's that is a real what a blessing and what a, what a privilege. And we both get to do this, like do things that are, I think, serve families. And I think that's what an honor, what a privilege. Mm-hmm. So thank you for helping me, for being an encouragement to me and my family and for um, uh, helping share our little stories with the world. It means it means so much to us. I just
0: am so honored that we've crossed paths. This has been an absolute delight and very inspiring to watch your story unfold, to be a spectator on that journey and just to see things travel far and wide andrew puto who is from IEW was talking about you don't even know the generational impact you know we Mm -hmm. talk often about the stories we read as children and you do studies on them and you become an adult and you talk about them with other people that there's going to be this whole generation of kids that grew up that are going to connect as adults over that they read the green ember they read this mooses with bazookas and what a what a cool thing, right? Like that's, that's why come. they're so
1: goofed up because they read they read <laughs> they'll, they'll say why are all these kids laughing and and goofy and, and it's because they read they're kids. <laughs>
0: <Windows>, <laughs> I love it, well Sam, <laughs> thank you so much. Maybe we'll be back next July Fourth for white water
1: rafting. Please do. You're welcome. We would love it.